everyone to the Rest Podcast, where our goal is to help each and every one of you displace confusion, chaos, and dis-ease in order to heal and find significance in life. Welcome back, Catherine. Thank you for joining us again. Oh, you're most welcome. Thank you for having me. Of course. Today, we'll be discussing principles of individual self-government and answering the question, who and what is truly calling the shots? Virginia, who really is calling the shots? I think people have a lot of different answers to this question. So do I. (laughs) (laughs) I do. I'm really looking forward to this discussion because it's the cause of a great deal of confusion, chaos, and dis-ease. And as you know, that's the focus of a great deal of my work. Yeah. Especially because if we don't answer these questions, this grows into actual disease, autoimmune disease, cancer, and a number of other different things. So this is a very important topic. Last segment, Catherine and I had an interesting discussion, and I think the thing that stuck with me, and we were discussing this this morning, that it is the reactionary circumstances and toxic environment from our own impulsive behavior that tends to escalate and take a life of its own, compromising our capacity to reason. And we talked a little bit in the last segment on how how to harness that. By nature, we have a tendency to evaluate what's happening outside of us, right? Yeah. And to make sense of it from the outside working in instead of evaluating what's happening within us in order to process what we feel. And I often refer to this as self-government, individual Mm -hmm. self-government, where we reconcile the conflict among our own constituents, our spirit, our soul, and our body. We have a very specific way to unwrap that. And it's perhaps unconventional. So some of the themes can be a little bit, feel a little bit confusing, but once we wrap your mind around it, you'll see that who and what is calling the shots doesn't have to be as overwhelming as we make it. Right. So with this, I'm going to let Catherine take it from here because she's got a lot to say on this subject. Well, thank you for the time. And when I think about the question, who is calling the shots, it, the finishing touch would be who is determining the outcome Ooh. of what is occurring in the moment. Mm-hmm. And your quote was reactionary circumstances and toxic environments. But where do those stem from? They stem from our right. own impulsive actions. So we are the reason for our circumstances. We are the reason for the toxic environment. Mm -hmm. Now, when I say reactionary atmosphere or reactionary circumstances, it's all emotional. That's reactionary. Emotions are reactionary responses. External, right? Right. And they're external, and they are, I call, knee-jerk. They're without reactions. thinking, mm-hmm. without, without thought, reflection. Reason stops to think about before we act in terms of outcomes. If I do this, then what? Right. We plan, we, do, we execute, and we judge ourselves. That's our government. That's self-government. How well do we plan? How well do we carry out what we plan? Do, is it, do we do it justly mm-hmm. and properly? And how do we judge what we do? 
Mm. We mentioned conscience. That's what our conscience is for, is to judge ourselves. So that's the government within us. We have the legislative, we have the executive, and we have the court system, which is our conscience. Do you see that? Yes, very well. Mm -hmm. when we think about the cause or the reason for our circumstances and how do they become emotionally oriented and explosive or emotion, just emotion. Or when I think about toxic environment, it's our relationships. Do we poison those around us with language, with attitude, with expressions, or even with um, uh, carelessness, Mm -hmm. you see, Mm -hmm. inconsideration, discourtesies. Does that come from us? Because we create that environment. What goes out comes back to us. If we love, we will receive love. That's really good because you're focusing a great deal in this little segment here on the who, and it's the power of the self. Absolutely. Instead of the circumstances. We are individuals. We are not connected emotionally or any other way to another person we have our own that's exactly. our property that's our property our individuality what is the single most important thing that we neglect to understand who we are as a human being and that there is in us the ability to know to reason and we have in us placed in every human being fundamental foundational aspects of our being that is connected to the humanity of us all. So basically there's a measure of ignorance. Yes. You often refer it to refer to it as ignorance and or rebellion sometimes that hinders us. Can you elaborate well, on this? When we think of I am the reason that I am these circumstances and that the toxic environment is from my actions not somebody else's actions. Ignorance is where these come from, that we are responsible for our spheres of influence. And the rebellion comes when you know better and you do know better. You do not, you don't do better. When you know better and you don't do do, better. That's rebellion. That's good. I like that. It's refusing ownership. When you do not consent to the truth you know, to rule in the moment, and then you overthrow your self-government. When you know better and you don't do better and you don't consent to the truth you know, powerful, mouthful, that's a takeaway right there. So you go against what is lawful for you, not for anybody else, and your conscience knows what you know. This is comprehensive and it's dense, but it's liberating. I think regardless of what we're facing and dealing with, if our listeners will really sit down and digest what you just said, there's an enormous amount of liberty, the internal function of the soul, right? The conversation between your mind, your heart, your will, your conscience, and there's liberty in this. It is so personal because not everyone knows everyone else's truth, what they know, Mm -hmm. only your, your conscience can only judge yourself according to what you personally know. That's right. Wow. That's so powerful. In the segment that we did in How We Love, Jane 
discussed how the confusion, the chaos, and dis-ease within herself manifested in different stages of her life, culminating in a complicated marriage that ended up in a divorce. And in the pilgrimage of this, she developed breast cancer multiple times. And I see how that's that dis-ease, that conflict within herself, and in her own words, the rebellion and, well, the ignorance and the rebellion that she had experienced in navigating through the last decade of her life, how it manifested in cancer, and healing came the same way. <laughs> reconciling a lot of that conflict. And she spoke about it so powerfully in the segment on how we love. And I wondered if you'd like to say something about that. Well, the blessing of rest, which has come forth from out of your heart and your mind and your scholarship, is that you guide them through the layers of their condition until you really begin the healing of the soul and reasoning from the soul rather than from impulse, reactionary emotions, which, again, escalates over time. And so you have a manner of gentle, shall we say, I call it soul surgery. Mm-hmm. And it is delicate surgery. But you take it with the compassion of truth, Truth is compassionate. It isn't harsh. It isn't always pretty, but it is compassionate. It isn't pretty, the process. But, you know, you're you're getting rid of the infection, Mm -hmm. right? You're getting rid of the inflammations. You're cooling down the switches. And we don't have to be triggered. We simply overrule by government, by understanding what truth you know from from internal to external, and how much power you do have within yourself to rule the feeling. We don't govern by feelings. We have them. We don't want to deny them, but we're not going to act on those feelings or impulses. Impulses, that's right. You don't want to add gasoline to the fire. Mm -hmm. You don't want to begin warfare. You want to bring peace and ease in a relationship. When that happens, it's amazing. There's this alignment that takes place within each individual. And I'm always captivated by the pilgrimage that I take people on with rest because every single one of them is individual. Every single one of them is different. And you've really given me sound principles to reason from, we're going to do a whole segment on that at another time, that have been instrumental and have changed my entire practice. I see what you do as deep soul massaging. Bring it to life again. It's very static, and it's been still, and you, you again, massage the blood flow. A lymphatic massage of the soul. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> it is lymphatic. It's, we get rid of a lot of toxins. It's an invisible work. It is. It's a spiritual work, and it has to be done with truth. And the process, Catherine, is so invigorating for me as well, because every single person I work with changes me as well. And 
I am changed and inspired. And to be frank with you, God becomes more real to me every day because it's what's sacred and individual about each person that I see and observe the refinement taking place. And it's amazing because I just see what is truly sacred about each individual, and it's unique. You see them as a creation. Totally. As as a unique being. You can't uniformly. Nope. But you have principles that are flexible, that are applicable. Catherine, you're so right. The greatest compliment someone gave me is, Virginia, you're the most efficient and effective disorganized person I've ever met. (laughs) And that was the highest compliment anybody ever paid me. Because and on top of that, you're Latin. And on top of it, I'm Latin. Yes, yeah, that's right. Speaks in English and Spanish simultaneously, <laughs> without notice. Without notice. <laughs> and but it, it was a compliment because well, I asked him why, how he came to that conclusion, and he said, "I have no idea." Now that you ask, and I remember he asked me why. I think. That is the source of success, of my success. And I said, every person is a sacred place. Every single person is potentially the dwelling place of God. And when they come to me, they have a broken heart and a shattered soul. They're in a state of confusion, chaos, and dis-ease. So there's a lot of barriers to overcome. And I have no idea where the entry point is for me. So I understand what I have to do and how I have to do it. I don't know when, and I have no idea what the access point is going to be. So I have to listen with my heart, listen and hear with my ears, with my eyes, and with my senses. And I trust that together, with everything that's sacred in them, and all the resources I have within me, that a masterpiece is going to evolve. You said it. It's heart to heart. That's right. heart is the center. It's the central heating, you know, of our lives. And the heart, affections, reasoning is of the soul. So it is one soul to another. But had you not lived the life you've lived and are living, you couldn't do this. Right. It's experiencing pain, their pain. It's getting past that as you have. You give them a path of reasoning a path of action, right? It's active, practical, and it's personal. Wow. Well, you've known me for almost 20 years. What about me and my pilgrimage in the last 20, 25 years? My academic, personal, professional, do you think has been instrumental in developing rest to where it's at? From conception, honey. Yeah. Providentially. Each one of us have a purpose, made with a purpose, designed for a purpose. And that's why we treat each other with respect. Because we were made in love by a creator who loves each one. He doesn't have any favorite children. Mm -mm. We're all alike to him in that way. Yeah, and certainly the pilgrimage, the, the fruit of rest has been the pilgrimage of a lifetime. And it is woven into the tapestry of the story of my ancestors. You're on time. God is on time with this. Mm -hmm. This is a new discovery. It's always been there. But how to put it in this 
structure frame with liberty, not with methodology, not with formula, but with soul-searching, soul-work, spiritual loving work. Reasoning through a lot of confusion and chaos and disease, um, not just in disciplines, academic disciplines has been instrumental for me, but in my own relationships and in my own personhood and certainly in the narrative and the heritage of my own family. We're all equal in the sight of God. We're all human. We all frail. But it's by his ability to work with us, in us, that produces these miracles. And therein, therein is the throttle, because it has to be consent, our willingness. Um, I think God, I always say, God speaks to us like this. He doesn't speak to us like this. God yeah. is gentle. He is patient. The small, still kind. voice. That's right, that small, still voice. He romances us into this incredible, intimate experience the, the soul hunger is the invitation into that experience. Absolutely. And I think that's a story of my life. I've always been driven by this need to change the world, to live beyond myself. And it has specifically been the fruit of the tapestry of the story of my ancestors, of certainly of my father and of my experiences in life. And I think the story of rest is helping people understand the tapestry of that heritage and expressed in the hungers that drive us. Mm-hmm. Well, in your diagram, the ultimate goal is freedom. That's right. Freedom. All of us. Liberty. And God is not a God of force. We come to him willingly. We're willing to be healed. Mm-hmm. We ask for healing. It is not imposed upon us. And we do likewise would not do that to each other. Right. That's why he created free will. Freedom of the will to choose. Right. Right. But many people say, I'm willing and I keep praying and I keep asking God, but he doesn't hear me. He's not there. He doesn't care about me. Address that. And why don't you close us with that before I give some tangible takeaways? Someone who says that to me, I say, you're lying to me. You're not willing. Are you lying to yourself? Yeah. Yeah. Because God says, if you seek, you will find. So when you say you're lying to me, you're saying you're lying to yourself and to me. Absolutely. But, you know, the words are lies. Right. Because that that is not harmonious with someone who is willing. That's true. The mere statement expresses an unwillingness, Mm -hmm. a victim mentality. So you have to discern the internal cause for that statement. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's wonderful. It's a cover. Well, and the Bible talks about, too, how God sees the hearts of men. So regardless of what you say, he sees the heart. So if the words don't match the heart, well. The actions don't match the yeah, words. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Because there's resistance. So, right. The tangible takeaway, as I see it, and thank you, Catherine, for everything you shared, is I want to encourage our listening audience to have an honest conversation with yourself. Is ignorance or rebellion driving your decisions? If it's ignorance, call us. We are all about displacing confusion, chaos, and Mm dis-ease. Or listen to the podcasts. There's a lot of events and things for you to attend. And this is what we're about. Displacing confusion, chaos, and dis-ease. If it's rebellion, 
we want to encourage you to seek truth of all things at all times for all reasons. Ask God for strength and courage to do the hard stuff. By way of action steps, we would encourage you to listen to the podcasts. They all build on each other. Attend rest events, rest functions. Which the next one is August 13th. August 13th is the next one. Wonderful. Take the Soul Hunger Test online. Purchase the Soul Hunger book. And Dr. Ledbetter is going to be our guest for the next segment. So you'll be well prepared for that. Not the next segment, but the next series. Yeah. Thank you, Catherine, so much. And we hope all this has been helpful. It's my pleasure. Awesome. Thank you both. To learn more about Catherine Dang and the Philomath Foundation, please go to philomathfoundation.com. That's P-H-I-L-O mathfoundation.com. For updates about rest events and this podcast, visit our Instagram and or Facebook, The Place of Rest. If you would like more information about Virginia or to donate to our nonprofit, please go to virginiadixon.com forward slash collaborate. We look forward to sharing with you again.